time. <laughs> and I thought you were going to make a guitar sound like you always do. Oh, I got a few tricks up the old sleeve, my friend. You faked me out uh, like a soccer run down the right wing there, Jeff. Oh, man. Faked me I out just, of my boots. Just megged you right there. Embarrassing. I know, but I'm like... Is that an all-that t-shirt? No, it's... Wearing? Uh, I could only see the very top of it. <laughs> gotcha. It's the, the Doughboys podcast hosts, but in an anime style of illustration. Real hardcore <laughs> Doughboys fan. Did you wear that t-shirt because you took off the t-shirt you had made of us because you felt like, kind of like with bands, you shouldn't wear your own podcast t-shirt while podcasting? Jeff, if you made a, a t-shirt about our podcast featuring us, I'm the only person who would wear it. <laughs> I'm the market. I'm the market for that. You, yeah, you're a big, you're a big chunk of the old market there. But uh, you know, maybe we I'd wear it. I'd wear merch. it more than you. I'd wear it more often than you. I'm sure. I don't know. I'd, I'd have less shame. I think I'd wear it. <laughs> I do have. Do you have like a shirt that you really wanted, but then don't wear out of shame? Because it Besides doesn't look United good on me. Jerseys or no, I'm just kidding. Oh, but do, but do, but do. Coming in hot. You um, are a dad. <laughs> no, I mean like. Well, this is like a stupid question because I'm really just, you get a chance to answer it and then I get to tell you my answer to the question. Go, just go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I do you, do you like that band, the Viagra Boys at all? Have you ever heard of them? I've literally never heard of them. I've, I've heard of the medication. Yeah, I've heard of that too. Um, I haven't tried the medication, but I have tried the band, and the band, the Viagra Boys, are actually very good. I think you'd like them. Um, oh, do they have up. that song? Boom, 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 boom. I want you in my room. No, <laughs> that's Venga Boys. Close. Oh, um, this is this, this is their sister group. Um, they're like a <laughs> Swedish punk band, but their singer's American-ish or something. I don't know. They said they don't sound very Swedish. Um, but yeah, fantastic group. But I was like. I'm never into bands while they're a band. I'm always into bands once half of them are dead. And so I, like when this one came around, I was like, I got to be like all the way into them. So I like literally I bought the record and the T-shirt and everything. But then I'm like, how many times in my life do I want to walk around with a T-shirt that says Viagra Boys on it? I don't you think know? you ever want to do that once. <laughs> <laughs> so I wear it around the house. <laughs> I guess and I, only, so your daughters and your wife are the only ones who get the joy of the shirt. Yeah. And really just my wife because my daughters either can't read or don't know what that word uh, is. I've seen your daughters read above both of our reading levels, so I'm not sure <laughs> I agree with that. <laughs> well, they can't read that word. They're not allowed. But they're like, dear, um, you can read whatever books you want. Just no pharmaceutical like legalese or anything. Just avoid... <laughs> Don't read any of Daddy's pamphlets. <laughs> Those stay in the pamphlet holder. Don't ask your doctor if this might be right for you. No, put it back in the three-ring binder now. The three-ring binder. <laughs> I'm it, that's like, it's, like, it, it's like your work-to-go menu uh, <laughs> binder, but it's like for medicines. Yeah. Uh, it's just what I peruse, you know, when I'm traveling. You're like... Or... Rachel and I are going to have a fun weekend. We're going to play pharmaceutical roulette. We're going to each pick a page, <laughs> and we're going to take that thing. <laughs> yeah, there's no actually psychotropic medications on there. It's just it's just yeah, Rachel's pressure like your stuff. <laughs> you're like, how are you doing, Rachel? She's like, my skin is glowing. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I hate this tradition. <laughs> uh, 
All right, uh, from the tree. Um, it feels like we have to talk about the one match that happened uh, this yeah, weekend. Hard to avoid this week. It was a doozy. Uh, United Europa played League against final. City. No. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that did happen. We can talk about that, but I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it either. I should. I barely I, watch I, it I when my team's in it. Mourinho. <laughs> <laughs> but no no one thought that was going to happen, right? We all thought Sevilla was going to get a little Mourinho 1-0 park the bus action. It's his first European final that he's ever lost out of many. It's an interesting uh, stat. So he's the uh, the has-been one at this point. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and even that, it's like, I almost don't count. If you're losing on penalties, I almost don't count it. Because it's like, well, you didn't right. lose it. You just kind of like, there was a coin toss at the end, essentially. But... Um, let's get back to the real only game that ever happened last week. United versus City. So I I got in an Uber at 6 a.m. So I was up to shower and brush my teeth prior to 6 a.m. on a Saturday. Damn. Went to Santa Monica, which is like when nobody's awake, it's not that far. It's probably like a 15-minute Uber. Um, but like I'm not really awake I also, when we talked, I think I, when we talked about this on the podcast, I don't think I was confident United would win. I don't think, I, I think I kind of predicted no. the final score kind of as is, maybe. Might have been 1-0, might have been 2-1. Yeah, I don't remember which score you predicted, but you were not, like, looking but I wasn't, forward to but it. But I wasn't <laughs> predicting, I wasn't predicting a 6 nothing or anything, though. I feel like I thought we would show progress, but still lose. Yeah. And in this case, it was more like, the two goals that were scored were unlikely goals, but City dominates the game enough that if anyone's scoring an unlikely goal, it's them. Mm, Even our true. penalty kick you was like the, was, kind of thing. our penalty kick was kind of a freakish thing. Uh, in that, all right. So if you didn't watch this match, uh, kickoff, Gundogan scores. <laughs> like it was like that. <laughs> it was like they lo- they chucked a long ball up. Lindelof heads it back and Gundogan just blasts it in. And like, that's okay. Like I, I haven't even really sat down uh, and, and that happened. And then I'm already, I'm having to drink Boddington's because Neil bless his heart uh, wanted to buy like the official beer of Manchester. It doesn't mean it's a good beer that when I, that I want to drink it. Wow. Boddington's pub Boddington's, ale. I think it's a Mancunian beer, but like, it's just like Guinness. It's just like Guinness, and I don't like Guinness. Is so it? like, I think it's different than Guinness. It's it's got it's, that. It's a foamy, creamy beer. I was gonna say England. Well, the British Isles, something our Irish listeners probably really love to be called. But like, these are the only places where creamy is an adjective that people want applied to beer. Really, like everywhere else, it's kind of a different. I don't know. It's like it's a weird texture. I've grown to like it, but I get why it's not. But for do you everyone. choose it? Are you ever like that's the specific flavor of beer I want, or are you always preferring something else? I mean, when I would, if I were going to order a creamy beer, it would probably be more of a cold day beer. So like this, like wet, rainy London day, I duck into the Ordnance Arms, which is right around the corner from my house. They have Sam Smith Stout on tap. That's a very creamy beer and it's delicious. And it's like, and it is kind of like the British stereotype being like a little bit warm. That's great. But like on a day like today where the sun was shining, I want like a nice, refreshing IPA or even just a plain old 
beer beer, a lager beer, if you, you know, like a Heine or a Beck or, a, you know, you, something. You, you go for one of the big boys? Yeah. Like one of the, one of the established beer homes, beer houses? You know what I really like now? This one is sweeping the nation here. I don't know if it's the same in the States. But Corona. Spanish Corona's beer. been sweeping the nation for three and a half years. <laughs> it's right over the wall. Um, no, Madrigal, I think it's called. It's like a Spanish beer, and it has like a dude with like a checked like newsy cap on. Um, okay, it's a it's a delicious little beer. It is, but uh, yeah, they, no, sometimes they serve they just it want in like a beer flavored beer. You know, they serve it in shot glasses because you can't. It's so concentrated. This little <laughs> this little beer. <laughs> no. Um. We're changing. We're getting onto a different subject for a different oh, yeah. podcast. Right. But I can that's uh, that's meet the interventions. It's just our our <laughs> Tuesday podcast. Um, no, so yeah. Just so talk the, about the, how much I like alcohol. The 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 FA Cup. I was at uh, some pub in Santa Monica that like I'm gonna say there were three city fans, four city fans, maybe five city fans if you're ca- counting some like children who got dragged in in city attire. Uh, and then the rest of it was United fans. Uh, and it was kind of a sour mood the whole time because we, we just, we weren't doing anything right. Really? Like we weren't generating proper chances until Garnacho came on at the end. Uh, it, it felt like when we tied it one, one with a penalty kick, it felt like that was a gift from God and that there could be some way for us to shithouse our way to like a two, one or a penalty kick win. That would have been like the best case scenario. But it would not happen as the same central midfielder who was leaving for free in a few minutes, or he's already maybe left, um, he scored again on, on another volley. I think it was off a corner. Uh, dude, they're just they're, they're a really good fucking team. When they play bad, which is what they did, they still win against, you know, a bullshit penalty, and, and they still win 2-1. So, like... It, there's still a big gap between these two clubs. Uh, yeah. We we knew it when we lost six to three. We knew there was still a gap, even when we f- screwed them. I think at Old Trafford, I think we like got away with one uh, hmm. by beating them. But I don't know, man. It just sucks that it's like the last minutes of the season are disappointing. <laughs> even though the rest yeah. of the season would be, I would say, is largely successful for us. Like much better than bad is is a success. Yeah, better than bad. Yeah, you guys had such an up and down season. I mean, but it was less up and down than last year, which was like a roller coaster with no positive moments. You get, I guess, what you guys had was a down, up, meh season. Whereas, like, it wasn't the kind of season that was a real roller coaster of like all over the place. It was just like at first you were suicidal, then suddenly you guys were like looking like one of the best teams in the league for a while. And then the wheels. But fall. you're you're saying this as someone who had a, the only team to have a better season that didn't win the league. So like, to you it might seem meh. I didn't think third place was really attainable in the beginning of the year. Yeah. Like, and I didn't think we were gonna win any silverware, even though it's the smallest silverware. But like, that is better. That is like what everyone was saying. If Ten Hag is a good coach, this is what his goal should be, and he got his goal. And, yeah. and he got a tiny, tiny bit better than his goal. Um, but, like, it's still better than where we finished with, like, Rangnick. And, like, yeah, like that, that I don't know if you remember that, Jeff. That was, like, we were, like, Wolves level for, like, the two-thirds of a season. Yeah. 
you, you guys, I mean, I, I don't know. I felt like you guys were in very much sort of where, interestingly, like where Arsenal were two seasons ago, where it's like, oh, there's a plan in place now. This manager is pretty smart. Um, except two seasons ago, we were still finishing eighth, and we were like start just starting to glimpse that like maybe this whole, like maybe we should trust the process, trademark. Um, whereas you guys finished third. I mean... Like- but compare Ten Hag's first season and the headaches he's had to solve to Arteta's first season and the headaches he had to solve. Like, yeah. Ren- remember, Ronaldo was our Ronaldo. only striker at the beginning of the year, and we also had just, last year, lost Greenwood. So, like, that's... He's had to deal with that. He had to deal with the Glazers kind of being like, maybe we're going to sell for the last six months. Like, he didn't get any investment in January. Yeah. Like, he's had to deal with some shit. And I I can't think of anything where I've been like, man, he fucked up. I think he did the best anyone could do with the situation. Yeah. So I'd say it's a successful season exclusively because of that. Could it have been more successful? Like a few individual moments could have made it more successful. Like not losing in the Europa League could have made it more successful. Like the way that we capitulated. Sure. Uh, winning the FA Cup would have... If we had just scored two more goals... On Saturday, you would have, you'd argue, two domestic cups in third place is a great season for this team that was so that was the shittest United ever last year. Yeah, I yeah, that would be pretty amazing if you'd done that. I mean, you you were also, I mean, you're in with a shout for the tin pot treble where you could have had those two cups plus the Europa League, which would have been right. interesting. Um, all right, so did you see that? Um, at the before the FA Cup kicked off, they had already. Engraved Manchester 2023 Manchester into it. It's, I love it's the like, cheekiness of that, but like, are you really saving that much time? <laughs> no, because they got to do it live. So like, it it does make their if it's like a stressful ten minutes and it's been re- reduced to a stressful two minutes. Like, yeah, that. Hold on, I gotta kill a fly. Mm. Nice, got it. Right, Good shot. you see it, right? Boom. It's a small fly. Listen, I'm or much you better. Do you have huge hands? Thank you. Uh, I'm much better than Vout Veghurst at finishing. Uh, I just finished that fly's entire lifespan. <laughs> All right. Do you want to do our first uh, not mopey topic of the day, Jeff? Are you ready for this? Yeah, let's do it. The first ever Meet the Soccer Awards, otherwise known as the Meaties. I didn't put it together until you said it aloud how foul that name was going to sound. Of course it is. The meaties. The girthies. Well, at least the meaties make sense because it's meet the soccer awards. If we called it the girthies, we wouldn't have a leg to stand on. When the I think the so actual think the actual award will be a meteor, so that there's like no mm. no ambiguation. Or it'll be we, like some player volleying and the ball is a meteor. How about that? Oh. Yeah, I like that a lot. <laughs> we, that, that was, would be cool if we act, like if we sent trophies to enough players' houses, do you think that like we would eventually get some pub? I think if if we were better pictures? if we were better with like a social following, and that is all on me, you've done everything that you could do to to, to try and jumpstart that bad boy. I think we could even just tweet or Instagram photos of a digital award at people. We just don't have the, (laughs) we don't have the eyeballs for that to be a worthy exercise. 
And I also want to correct you in that I have not been doing all I possibly could for several months now. Since you left Twitter, I haven't done a whole lot. Since you've been gone, <laughs> I haven't tweeted I for the first time. Or following people, we have like seven <laughs> followers. Um, are are you ready? F- you <laughs> and it's me. <laughs> I think the, the most musical host award goes to Jeff Vickon. I want to. Oh, I want to. Let's thank kick you. it off with a bang. Because uh, I won the Mariah Carey Award at my company's uh, summer picnic, so I don't need the validation like maybe you do. Oh, wow. Wow. And I also, also won... I know for a fact that you have sat next to Mariah. So, in a sense, you and Mariah go back like babies and pacifiers. I had as... to carry the conversation. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. She was probably like, dude, how can I keep this conversation going with this guy? I gotta I gotta keep this ball in the air. <laughs> I was like, Jeff, she keeps trying to steer the conversation to her movie Glitter that she was in. <laughs> oh man. And I don't have anything to say about that. Was All this right. during cause she had like a meltdown phase that basically everyone forgot because Britney had a meltier um, meltdown phase. Was this well, during Britney her was meltdown maybe a phase? bigger Britney was maybe a, a bigger like social media era icon than Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey's peak was like a decade earlier than Britney's, right? Yeah. But I feel like her her meltdown was like right on the heels of one another. Like but, they both melted but, down in the TRL era. But Britney Spears was still like uh, someone in their 20s who was still like top of yeah. their game. Whereas I think Mariah Carey hasn't really been like that for a decade since before social media that that's my point i feel like that's explaining why britney's blow up or or meltdown was like as you're saying like like we all know about it because i think social media had started whereas mariah's was like maybe not she she was not the the front page news when i don't know i don't have the dates in front of me jeff i can't do this kind of math I think but... the point that you're making overall, <laughs> or at least the point that I'm making, is that she is slowly, Mariah is slowly turning into like the sexy female Robert Goulet, where she just gets trotted out at Christmas. She's probably going to have a residency in Vegas. And then I think men will throw their gigantic whitey tighties at her. Probably. I, I don't know. He, the, you, you could say they'll cannon them at her. Oh. Did she have kids with Nick Cannon, or did he have to go? He outside had kids with everybody, I'm sure. Uh, he had a lot of kids, from what I've been told. More Cannon anyway, jokes could be made. Speaking, speaking of people who have a cannon for a foot. Well, no, you don't get to give away my award recipient with your transition. That doesn't doesn't give it away. All right, bad form from Jeff Vickan. Worst award show host award goes to Jeff Vickan. Who, who oh, does the one thing you're not supposed to do during an award show and spoil the next award winner. Um, all right. So this idea is Jeff and I have made up a handful of awards. None of them are like best player or whatnot. It's just like, frankly, it's just a ripoff of what Talking Yanks, the Yankees podcast does, where they make up an award where like the <laughs> context in the name is just like a reference that they want to make. Um, but we're doing it one time, but by giving them full credit, this is, this is a talking Yanks invention. We just need something to fill time. You're suckering me in to the Yankees canon right now. I do not like this. All right. Well, I'm sorry. There's no Maryland Terrapin talking Terrapin. (laughs) (laughs) 
there probably is, but we'll go ahead. <laughs> the color turple, I'm sure, is is a is a podcast. <laughs> um, all right. Um, so the first award, the too big to fail award. So this player is one that at the beginning of the season we were talking about how uh, the way that this player's new team played. Maybe maybe this is like trying to shoehorn in, you know, a really talented player, but in a way that would be disruptive. Mm. To the way this team played, and then this player and that team was uh, Erling Holland and Manchester City, and also he's too big. So like, there's kind of a too big oh. to fail pun there. I didn't. Yeah, I get it now. I got yeah. it for City initially, but I didn't get it for Holland. Now I get it for both. But so, yeah, so like when when a lot of what gave Arsenal that mouthful of air to be in a to be leading uh, a title charge all year long was the fact that city did kind of struggle a little bit out of the gate at least by their standards yeah struggling for them is like two b's all semester right Uh, (laughs) and struggling for me is like the cops are having to have multiple conversations with me multiple times like that's yeah (laughs) that's a different kind of struggle but like in the end he like did he break the goal scoring record for a single season? Was that didn't he do that? I think he did, right? Yeah. For the Premier League. Yeah. So that sucked. And then City ended up just sort of like finishing a marathon without sweating the way that like only an obnoxious yeah. person could do. It's like like the what's that one meme where it's like the surprisingly photogenic runner guy where he's like is thumbs upping someone's marathon photo, but he looks like he is modeling. I don't know that meme. That's funny. If you Googled it, you'd be like, oh, that. And our listener right now is going, come on, Jeff. God damn it. You fucked up the awards and you don't know memes. (laughs) (sighs) Uh, All right. Do you want to do your first one, Jeff? Um, The Rocked You Like a Hurricane Award, which goes. This is where we really need a, a soundboard. You know, we need like, yay! Like that weird one that sounds like kids screaming. I'm drumming on glass. I'm drumming on glass for you. So any day now. Don't hurt yourself. Harry Kane. I mostly, I didn't, this is not a very well-named award. It doesn't work (laughs) on multiple levels like yours. Um, But I do, I do just want to, since the point of these is to be passive aggressive, um, I do just want to point out that he's a scummy little player who's going to break someone's neck someday. And he should not be thought of as the national treasure that he usually is. He's a guy that undercuts players and tries to score a foul by smashing them onto their spine. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, you can also Google that because he he does it constantly. The same little move at the edge of the box where there's a jump ball and he goes under the guy who's jumping and he makes it look like that guy landed on him when in fact he is like... Turning into a chair under the guy. Yeah, exactly. He's like he's basically being a like the third stooge who's like on all fours behind someone. Um, Yeah. So I don't. I just did physical comedy for. (laughs) I just did physical comedy (laughs) for the podcast. Yeah. So here you don't like him. Would would you hate him more if you went to United, or would you hate him less because he's not a Spurs player anymore? Or would you always hate him oh, the same? Really, it's a really great point. It's like if so, if 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 your ex girlfriend was hooking up with your worst enemy and she left him for your second worst enemy, you know, or I don't know, you right. guys are second. You're like our third, maybe I don't know. Maybe you are our second worst enemy, historically at least. 
I mean, I'm not a big fan of James Milner. <laughs> so I feel like there is that if, if you're checking off the bingo card for all the teams I hate, you're not going to endear me that way. Yeah, I think it does make it worse. I think especially, although it would make him like sort of sympathetic if he went to United and fell apart. Whereas like if he goes to United and like wins a title or something, then it's like, yeah. Well, he could do both. Van Persie. He could do both. that. Yeah, exactly. Um, which, which is actually, he's like, he's at that exact point in his career where he's probably got like one great year to give to a team. Unless he's going to be like Lewandowski. Two. Unless he's like the same player Lewandowski is, in which case he could have four more. Maybe. I think Lewandowski's much more athletic than he is, though. All right. Uh, the next award, the Your Embarrassing Award. And I know, Jeff, you could just look at this, but who do you think I'm talking about? Um, Mariah Carey. What if she's our one listener who's just like, I've got nothing else to listen to on Twitch. <laughs> what did I ever do to you? Sweet, sweet podcasting, baby. <laughs> I love Jeff and Skylar. Sweet podcasting, and she's like, baby. What? What did they say? <laughs> All I want from podcasts is those two. <laughs> Dudes, you think we baby. can get Mariah to re-record our theme song? I don't even know if what we're doing is being picked up by microphones. <laughs> it could be like, this is above what microphones can capture. Yeah. I, I I think if you have a way to get Mariah Carey to be involved in the podcast, Jeff, You're you should have friends with her. Friends? <laughs> or was she sitting behind me talking to herself? And I was not really a part of that. That was That was all her. I just, there was probably two feet between us, uh, which I would say is, arguably room for the holy spirit yeah like you could have like talked Care- to her careful oh yeah uh, I, I don't know <laughs> i'd have to have had a good segue right like there was definitely an nba player that i will not name in the men's room at the urinal next to me and i was just like don't say anything skylar anything that you could say right now is gonna be weird <laughs> he's like and everything you're thinking is also weird <laughs> <laughs> Because it's like, this isn't the moment to be like, oh, hey, I want to talk to you while we're both being. <laughs> I I had that a bunch today where there was like a small bathroom that I was sharing with a bunch of people that I was like in like a workshop with. And you're just like, you're in the middle of talking and then everyone just is like, let's go back to silent mode. The, the, bar, the bar for if something's funny or not is way higher in a bathroom. A joke that will kill in a lobby Suddenly not getting any laughs in the men's room unless it's truly, like, a perfect joke. Then people will laugh against their better judgment. Mm. But, like, you could, you could crush with something where people are, like, not self-consciously exposed when they're hearing it. Like, no one wants to interact in the bathroom. Even if you go into the bathroom with your friend. Like, mm-hmm. we, we both go into the bathroom at Old Trafford or at the Emirates. Like, do you want to talk to me? No. But because see, people are I would actually, I would argue, because I was about to say that that might be the one place that doesn't apply. Like in a stadium bathroom, I think people like weirdly will talk to you a lot, and it's like strangely okay. Or like, like what was he thinking, bringing Walcott on this lake kind of thing? Or even just like people just singing next to you, and you join in. Like I don't know. That's the one bathroom that's the most social bathroom in the world. I think every other bathroom, I'm not a fan. Okay, Have you ever had maybe to it's poop just me. in a stadium. No, I've never had to poop. Oh, that's that's not healthy, actually. Convenient, but really unhealthy. 
They call me uh, Sky Jong Un. <laughs> <laughs> because you don't have to poop? Yeah, that's... It makes he, you like a Korean... <laughs> it makes me a Korean dictator, because that's what those two words in his name mean. I don't know if you knew this. It I means didn't. can't poop. Uh, Anyang. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm so sorry. I don't want to offend any despots that are listening to our podcast. Uh, I want to be. They're going to say you didn't want to offend any Koreans, but you're okay with that. You just don't want to offend any dictators. I probably don't want to offend anybody. So I'm by hosting a podcast. I'm cutting against the grain right there. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm asking for it by virtue of professionally, amateurly talking. I would like to offend Kim Jong Un. <laughs> I would. bro, bro, you're half of that. Original country sucks. <laughs> All right, announce the next award while I close worst, the door. The, really quickly. the worst hermit na- nation award goes to. <laughs> All right, so Jeff's not even here to to listen to this, but oh no, fuck! I already said the the you're embarrassing award. I I had you already didn't actually announced it. We I just didn't. kept talking about other stuff. <laughs> the you're embarrassing award goes to Leicester City. So, to, all right. I think to go from fairy tale winning the Premier League to relegated in what is it? Six years? Seven years? Not very long. Yeah. 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 Maybe eight. Like, actually, you, you did. You did not cash in on that Champions League money and and invest properly. Obvious. Like that. That's obvious. They haven't invested at all lately. But if if the team that had gotten them. Or sorry, if like the recruitment team that had gotten them that Premier League winning team kept lestering, if they mo lestered enough, <laughs> they they would if have they continu- lestered mo. Yeah, they needed to mo lester. <laughs> um, but like, if they had done that, they would have found more like two million dollar French league Contes, like more undiscovered Jamie Vardy's like they had a whole team that looked a lot like the way that Brighton is currently functioning with their recruitment Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I feel like whoever made those decisions left at some point and I they probably did and and like diehard Leicester fans would be like it's obvious it happened in 2019 but like I don't know who that person was but it's clear to me that like their recruitment team became a new team that sucked and yeah (laughs) that's 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 very that's very disappointing like i even though you know they won the league at all of our expenses i was so psyched for them i didn't feel i didn't feel wronged by them winning the league i wanted them to stick around as like a plucky fifth sixth seventh eighth ninth sort of range team like where they're always a threat for europe but they you know don't get it all the time because then it means that we're not getting it i mean they had become this big six team like people would like legitimately talk about them as a big six team instead of other teams that were thought of as big six teams so it's kind of scary to see how it can go i mean i think in some ways they were a victim as much as their recruitment had been good they're probably a victim of their own re-signing success like looking back maybe it would have been better to have 40 million for Vardy or, you know, I mean, not that he even, I don't know. I think he did okay this year, but they just, I think that there's a point where you try to hang on to something too long. Remember when Arsenal wanted to buy him? Yeah, I do. And they should have, they should have jumped at that opportunity to offer yeah. someone who was older and like, they were going to have to replace him because he was a pace based player. I really don't. I really wonder what he would have done at Arsenal. I don't think it would have been very successful. 
Probably he would have been not. stepping into the arsenal that didn't have a midfield, basically, and then just like waiting for them to like hit amazing through balls for him. Whereas, to whereas a prime Jamie Vardy would have actually been great in this current Arsenal team. Yeah. Um, what, what just happened? You're. I'm still here. I my my wife just got home, so I was just keeping her off camera in case she doesn't want to be a celebrity. I don't know. A lot of a lot of exposure on this podcast. Okay. Um, uh, whenever, <laughs> whenever you're ready to return to the show, um, I'm still here. It's an audio based show. My tell friend. that. Tell that to Twitch. Tell that to the guy who's watching. Um, um, all right. So that's my second one. Let's 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 jump to your next award. My next award. Um, it's it's the best co-host award, and this goes to someone who's very special in my life. Aww. Learned a lot about soccer from. And I think just so good at keeping sort of any football related content on the rails. Um, Unbiased, you could say like, uh, yeah, well, relatively unbiased. He's got his own little biases here and there, but um, handsome. I would, I would say relatively handsome. I'd say punching above his weight for his age. Certainly funny. Yeah. Usually not. (laughs) What? What? And this, of course, goes to Jamie Carragher. Fuck you. <laughs> Very funny joke done by me. Wow. So that's what being stabbed feels like. <laughs> At two, Vitk. <laughs> All right. Um, that was mean. You are an amazing co-host, though. That's yeah. why the joke worked. I'm just. It's just an honor to be nominated. I swear. I just wanted to <laughs> thank Jehovah. <laughs> Um, all right, my third and final award before we move on. The Most Punchable Face Award. Now, there was a lot of contenders for this, Jeff. Uh, including that guy that red-carded Casemiro twice. Um, mm. But I don't know what his face looks like, so I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, he's just the most punchable person. But uh, in this case, I gotta say... There's one player that just gets under my skin without even really playing all the time. Really? Uh, And it's just like, I think this guy uh, was the spot-on inspiration for uh, Ted Lasso's own Jamie Tart. Doot-doot-doot-doot-doot-doot-doot-doot-doot-doot-doot-doot-doot-doot. And that's Mr. Jack Greel-ish. Hmm. He just annoys the shit out of me. He really bothers me, and I don't have a good answer. He's a very talented footballer. I don't like him. He annoys me. I kind of do like him, weirdly. Like, as much as I... Like, I don't particularly like anything about that team, but I don't know. He seems fun. But isn't he a little, like, idiot diva? Like, isn't he a little, like, Ryan Lochte as a footballer? (laughs) Is he a diva, though? I don't know. I mean... Probably, <laughs> like we don't mm. know him as a friend, but like, you got me yeah, there. yeah, I'm gonna guess he's not like Mister Humble. <laughs> nice. All right, go ahead, Jeff. Bring us home. And the third and final award that I will put out there, the the final meaty, if you will, the um the let's all laugh at Spurs award. And all right, I, I can I guess. Yeah. Eric Trump. 
Uh, it goes to Tim Duncan of the same <laughs> first. No, uh, it goes to Greg Popovich. Hotspur. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it goes to Spurs, who had, I, I will say, the fact that both Chelsea and Spurs imploded in the same season, I just was not able to enjoy enough because and I was Palace. busy. <laughs> I don't really care about them. If anything, every, every London team but you. <laughs> this is the best that any team has ever done in London derbies. Like, there's like a separate London derby table that you Mancunian fans probably never even look at. And we absolutely crushed that this year. Well, because you were the only one that did well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really, I think second place was Brentford. So yeah, and I forgot that they were in London. So that just goes to show. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people do. How do you feel about this? Should we do this next year? A year from today? Should we yes. meet here? I think that knowing that we're going to do it next year will allow me to prepare for it uh, <laughs> a little bit more than I did this time where I just made one dumb joke and right. two fuck spurs. For, here, here's a promise. Here's a promise I want to make us and a promise I want to make our listeners. Wow. So in this offseason, we could invest a tiny little chunk of change to get a new theme song or... We could invest that same chunk of change to get someone to write musical stings for like our different sections. So we could have like little musical clips throughout, make this feel a little less wall to wall talking. Mm. I know there's no way for the people that listen to this to vote since all 48 Impossible. of you are, are going to listen later. Um, <laughs> but, but Jeff, how do you feel about that? Do you, want a, do you want a new V2 of the theme song? Or if we both want to spend some money, we could do both. But like, mm. you tell I mean, me. You're like, I, I would ch- <laughs> I, it's not that I'm against spending the money. I would say that the, the stingers appeal to me because i feel like they would actually be useful and they would like sir they would like do something new to the show whereas like remixing the theme song would probably be more for us than anyone i could also ask what it would cost to do them all as like can it be a little cheaper if we give you a couple of projects but we'll see i i don't need to explain negotiation on this podcast for sure Uh, yeah dude they're gonna hear this shit and they're gonna tear you apart in the boardroom hey listen i've already given them i think like multiple shout outs on huh. this pod should, we, I? should you shout them out right now no not okay. until we talk uh, <laughs> figures don't give it a win you're not, free, baby. Yeah, you're not getting the milk unless you buy the <laughs> cow even though i know in effect we're the ones that are doing the cow buying yeah and it's also uh, a terrible metaphor because if there's one thing that you're gonna always have to buy again it's milk so unless buying, you stop you know drinking I mean? milk unless you stop drinking milk like that's the one like have we, we you know we could just go out and get some milk and bread and we'll be all right for a few days what kind of meal is made with milk and bread you give me french one toast. good french you need eggs there. you need eggs for that yeah Wait. but you do need milk and bread Where, how do you put milk in french toast it's just like an egg it's kind of like a scrambled egg except you dilute it with milk mm. and then that's the french toast coating you never made french toast what's the deal with all this french toast have you guys heard about you french toast <laughs> It's this is another Baron Leno uh, shout out. We should that's one of the stings we should do. We should do Baron Leno's joke quarter, and it should Burn. be like a a Leno, a Leno impression of like. Uh, have you heard of the Holland? Have you heard of the Holland guy? We should it, it should be called Rome is burning, and it could be Jim Rome and Burnt Leno. Burnt Rome right, is we, burning. We will have a brainstorm for those stings before we execute them. <laughs> All right. 
Uh, moving on, as we're 40 minutes in this podcast. Uh, quick United sale update. Uh, I was going to ask earlier, did it, is it ever going to happen? Did so, it, happen? it was supposed to have been announced two months ago, but it's dragged out. There have been multiple fake final rounds that led mm. way to, like, uh, additional bids. It feels like... It's over when the Glazers feel like they've gotten all the money that they can get out of negotiating. Like it really mm-hmm. feels like they will they'll choke it to death if they think they can make an extra two hundred grand out of this. Um, even though that that means that it will fuck up the summer. But I know that both buyers have expressed like don't fuck up the summer, please, as like it, it needs yeah, to yeah. happen. So like even if the, the sale takes longer, it sounds like there's still gonna be summer transfers. It sounds like maybe we might not have our mega summer. Like, if, if Qatar buys the team, we might be having a normal expectation summer this year, but that at least means someone's getting bought. That means they do have money set aside. That means that yeah. the they have been talking to people, and we've heard a lot of those names, and we're going to get into it in a minute. But I think that uh, that might not be the worst thing that could happen to you guys. It's like, I think going out and having a sensible summer where you spend a bit and you don't, I don't know. You don't do anything that we're not like paying Qatar prices. Yeah, you know, like I actually think that that's how you should run a football club. Um, arguably, yeah, we should arguably run it like City. It's it's it, well, the, the worst part is it that like there there's yeah, there's like an evil intention. Them. Yeah, there's a, there's an evil intention that happens to do things the right way. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, I, I, it isn't because they basically sort of, I mean, they, their wage bill is big, but in terms of transfers, like you said, they sort of just run. But at their a academy, net zero. their academy is dope, and their academy generates a lot of financial fair play money coming in because they sell players from their academy for fifteen, twenty million, and right, and like Borussia Dortmund buys a young Jaden Sancho, or no, did he go for free? He might have gone for free, but like, is he from? He's from City's academy. Yeah, but like I didn't realize that. Yeah, he was a city, a city youth player. Um, what should we call it? But oh yeah, but just to finish it up, like there's rumblings that we may find out about the sale in like the next weekish. But we've mm. heard that so many times that it's it's it feels a little boy who cried uh, billion dollar acquisition. <laughs> yeah. Um. So that's it. But. Hopefully, I mean, would would that be worthy of an emergency pod over the summer if, like, we didn't have one necessarily planned, but, like, the the sale happened? Okay. That would be fun. By the way, I offer you the same thing if Arsenal gets suddenly sold. We can definitely talk about it. That would be pretty surprising at this point, but, yeah, you never know. All right, Jeff, what have you been reading? Give us the Arsenal a trance the hot gas. I mean... It's weird. It's been kind of just the same stories floating around over and over again. Um, Shaka is definitely off. Probably a Leverkusen, although Bayern might be interested. Bayern's been cropping up more in these than I had expected them to. Um, they're going to do Rice. a whole midfield shuffle. It sounds like. Yeah, like it. It looks like they're trying to get Declan and Caicedo, or maybe they're just trying That's to get one bullshit. or the other to land. If they did that. I mean, I would, I would love to have both of them, but interestingly, like Bayern is very interested in Declan now, and I don't know. I, I they're a weird team because I really respect their ability on the field. Although, interestingly, sort of like the German national team, they're like 
they're a bit of a shell of themselves these days, but still very good. But like, you're not quite as afraid of them as you used to be. Um, but they're also not a team that I expect to like see, I don't know, swashbuckling around in the transfer market. Like they're just not, that's just not how they do business for the most part. I mean, they, they exert their power compared to other Bundesliga Yes. Teams, right? Like, but they're and they not... do all kinds of weird, shady stuff. Like the way that they bought Gnabry from us, where like they had Werder Bremen buy them, but it was like clear that he was going, you know. So like they do all kinds of like weird, shady the, backroom stuff. A, but they're a vacuum sucking up ta- talent from their rivals. Like, think of think of someone else would have won the Bundesliga if Bayern didn't always take all their best players. Well. Dortmund could have won the Bundesliga this year if they could have beaten that Maine. Was, that was so funny. It really was such a funny... Like, yeah. you couldn't help but be like, Jesus Christ, man. That's it's choking. A, it's a good thing that no other teams bottled the league this year. That'll be what people but, remember but, when it comes to league bottling from this but season. You, you need one result against the team you should get a result against, yeah. and you'll win the league. It's that simple. It's that, like... If you can get your players up for it and make it feel like a derby atmosphere, you win the league. The, I think Arsenal is a different case. We've talked about it ad nauseum, but like sure. City was literally like a laser beam, and and you guys were just a, a mortal team that's fifteen deep, and like that's. I wouldn't say that's choking. Like it's you didn't need one result. You needed. 12 more we needed results. months of results yeah yeah so i mean don't feel bad don't beat yourself up over it. but all right but that's it is that was the one sort of yeah i mean rumor? it's basically it's a lot of that there's you know there's a few other it but it does seem like 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 i've never besides those two which i guess are pretty big marquee signings like i haven't seen us linked to like splashy forwards or you know what i mean i i, I think it'll be I imagine us buying a left back and selling Tyranny. And I mean, I don't know. It's like, it's all the same rumors at this point. And I think all of them. Well, then what are the biggest, what are the biggest positions of weakness? Where are you like that place? I think it was Shaka gone party weirdly at the end of the season was like not even getting into the team when at the beginning of the season, he was like everything in the team ran through him. Like Jorginho was like kind of taking his place. I mean, it was is a bit arguable because the whole team was getting reshuffled around because like every defensive player was hurt. But I think a lot of it just I think he was like having a little dip in form, and Jorginho wasn't. And then also they realized, well, maybe we can put him in at right back a little bit. So, long story short, I'm not really sure what was up with that. But I think that they would love to find another because he's you know he's getting older now. He's been with us for three seasons, I think. Um, I, I think they're looking to find someone at the base of the midfield and then someone to play that sort of second number 10 role that Shaka did this year, which I think Declan Rice would be pretty great at. Um, so yeah, we'll see. I, I would love, I would love for them to buy a bunch of midfield players. Um, Do you notice that like now every good player is a hundred million dollars? Like every yeah. good player. It's it's kind of wild because it's like yeah I get that like this is a good midfielder but like is it a hundred you know what I mean like can't we just buy the next Caicedo like but some of them are players that have played twenty first team matches mm-hmm. Enzo Fernandez for example is like 
player some if you want him it's 100 mil. like that's that's it's just nuts i remember was it ferguson used this as like an excuse when the glazers didn't want to spend money but ferguson would go there's no value in the transfer market but like he's not fucking wrong yeah no i i think there's absolutely a lot of truth in that like like really if you want to if you want to get value in the transfer market you you buy a bunch of players that have never been like i'm most excited when arsenal are bringing in some player I haven't heard of who's 19 from Brazil or something like that. Because because there's less risk, right? Like when you spend yeah, it's like, 75 okay, fine. million on five mil down Sancho, the drain. Yeah. yeah. You, or or Nicholas Pepe or, or any any of these players. Right. It's like, okay, so he has to be amazing or this was a devastating wound to our team. Yeah. Whereas if you spend five million on him and it and it fails, it's like, I don't know, uh you scraped your chins. Versus like Totally. It, if it's five million and he turns into some superstar, then you just like found you found money, you found wins above replacement average, or, or what is it called? Right. Wins above replacement? Is that it? Yeah, var. No, not war. var. Not vins. <laughs> it's not wines above. <laughs> That'd be nicer. Um, I don't know. That's an interesting comparison you just accidentally made with Sancho and Pepe. Accidentally. Like, I- well, I guess you did it on purpose, but like I, I wasn't thinking of it as like, oh, let's mainly talk about that. But I think they're in like a weirdly similar boat where at a certain price, both of those were good buys. Like they've both come in and had like nice minutes for the team. Maybe not quite as good as everybody thought they'd be, but like at what like at what price do you think but that Sancho would have been a good buy for what he's but done? You, at at that price, you're paying for a player who's going to be inserted in your starting eleven and instantly oh, yeah. increase your team's output. If they do anything but that, it's like kind of a fuck up. That's oh, why. Yeah. That's massive. why even though like if Anthony costs thirty million, people will be like he was pretty decent. It was a pretty decent pickup for United. Yeah. He played a lot. He had a great defensive work rate. He scored some important goals, and he needs to improve next season. But like first year in the Premier League, you'd be like that's fine. But because he costs like a similar amount to Sancho, like you look at both those players and you just think, would either of them even get minutes at City? Yeah, I don't know. Also, no, but the, the, I'll tell the, you, the answer is no because City's reserve would start for us in both on both wings. I mean, but the flip side of that though is that you plug either the either of those players or many other players into the City team and they look great because. Every other part of it is functioning so well. Sancho, especially, I think, would look fantastic in that team. He's. Do you think he'll be sold this summer? That's that's another rumor that has it. I, I'm not sure because you're you're selling pretty low on him, right? Like at this no. point, we we are not getting our money back at all. No one's desperate. This is for a James wage Sancho. dump if you sell him essentially a little bit. Cause like, he's another player that shows up to United without really having achieved at, at the highest level. I mean, yes, in the Bundesliga, he scored for days, but we all know that the Bundesliga is a little, gives a little more space to attackers and how many Dortmund players in particular have one player of the year in the Bundesliga come to United and sucked and been done in a year. Hmm. Like I can count a bunch of them. <laughs> so, I mean, it's uh, interesting, though, because then on the other hand, there's Halan, you know, but you, you're right. right that like, I mean, he would have been he would have been the exception. Ball. He would have been yeah. the exception. But, um, I mean, Obama Yang would be the other one that to be but fair, he didn't come to our club. Yeah, so. no. <laughs> he came he came to the wrong team if you're a uh, Manchester United fan. But like as there are times where I want to look at them and I'm like, why does anyone it's almost like 
taking a system player, you know, it's like drafting like the quarterback who spent, you know, who just passes 70 times a game from the shotgun from Texas tech. And you know that he's going to suck in the NFL. Like there's a little bit of that with Dortmund where it's like, well, is that going to translate to real football? <laughs> but in, in a way, all that we're talking about relates to the overinflation of the transfer market to the point where like also the money coming into clubs that aren't even big deal clubs is so much so that now dangling 30, 40 million in front of them for their star player, they can be like, fuck off. We're, we're way worse off without this player. Yeah. Uh, we don't need your, your pittance anymore, which it used to, that used to be the case. And maybe you could argue that gives all teams greater equity, but it kind of ruins the transfer market in general for everybody. It, it pushes the, yeah. the power back to, you'd better have like a la, a la Masia. You better have like an amazing, yeah. Youth team, which maybe getting... is a good thing, but but yeah, but that should have already been the message. But like now, it's like you need to just stock your youth team full of garnachos and wait for them to blossom. Yeah, yeah instead of point. just like taking punts, you need to like spend eight million dollars on each youth player to get a, a an under 18 11 That's four of them are going to be superstars. Like you, right? Players just burn out. Like. Like, all right. So Mason Greenwood, great example. Like, you need you need eleven to get a few of them that survive them themselves and make right. it into first team football and can contribute. Like, without each one of those costing you a hundred million dollars in the open market. Yeah, and I think if you're a small club, like you were saying, it's like you tell them to fuck off because all you need is to sell one hundred million dollar player every few years and that makes it more than pay for itself to hang on to all the players you could have sold for 30. You know, I don't know. It's a, it's a weird situation. And it's also the the other thing that's so weird about it. And I don't know if this is going to change anytime soon is that all, especially as a premier league fan, all the money, you know, it's, it's anything that is a premier league club. You can just add three times the price to any of those players. Especially Whereas if they're you... English and homegrown. Yeah. Because those are rule requirements. But even like the other foreign players, it's like teams, oh, this is a Premier League club that's buying it? Well, that'll be $80 million. But then you look at some of the transfers that go around in other leagues, and Italy. even players where you're like, you're seeing them play in the Champions League, and you're like, oh, yeah, that guy could help us tomorrow. Let's have him. And he was transferred for $8 million. And you're like, what? You know what I mean? You're like, when's the last time United had an $8 million transfer? Like, been a while. You know, you know how when you sometimes you'll like look be looking up flights in your browser and the flights seem to just go up the more you look for them, but then if you yeah. go in on in uh, if you do it in incognito mm-hmm. mode yeah. or if you use a v, a VPN to say, Oh, I'm actually from this much poorer town uh, or poorer part of the country, the prices change. Right. I wish United could do transfers under somebody else's name, like under a pseudonym. I wish it could be like, we are, we're Leal. Fan. We're Leal. <laughs> and then last minute, be like, by the way, Leal uh, is otherwise known as man. I mean, in a way, this call me crazy. And this would be a hypothetical where either Qatar buys United or Sir Jim buys United and both own other clubs at other parts of the world could one of those lamer clubs not be like, yeah. oh, we want to buy this player. And then I mean, that, kind of cl- that club city. That's model. how they got Frank Lampert. <laughs> <laughs> He's 
pretty silly that they got him. But yeah, that's true. But like, it, I, 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 that's a joke, of course, because they would know that that club is also sure, owned by sure. Qatar, which they just like still the smell VPN the money. Them, but yeah. yeah, but you can smell the, you can still smell the money. But like in a way, like if you could do like blind negotiating for players. I know the players want to know what club they're going to go to. They want to know what city they're going to live in. They want to know if I'm going to win. Who am I going to be playing with? They want to know all of that. But, like, it just kind of sucks that, like, you you get looked at as a mark if you have money. And the only way to dispel that notion is to have multiple years of driving the hardest fucking bargain. Where where your team suffers for it because you're just not buying. Then they start to believe that you're stingy. And they start to believe you don't have the money. And that's when you can drop a few surprises. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't know. If, I think your club maybe could get away with it a little bit more than mine. We're the biggest suckers in the market last five years. Although, I, I, I wonder if that will change now. Because I feel like you guys now have... Now Chelsea. Had... <laughs> well, yeah. But I, I do think that, like, the mentality... You get you guys were doing things. And I, we discussed this at Nauseam on the podcast. But for, you know, those of you who are just turning in today, I'm sure there's a lot of new listeners. You know... They've done a lot of things because it looked like a good move, not necessarily because it was a good move. Like it looked like a good move to spend a bunch of money on Anthony and like, but it they could have, as you have mentioned many times on the podcast, they could have had him a few months earlier for a lot less. And I think once you get to that point where you're buying players to look like you have ambition rather than like shrewdly spending every cent. <laughs> You know what I mean? And like saving money when it's not there to seize the opportunity. I think that that is death for any club. But I also think you guys being back in the Champions League, having a bit of silverware this year, like maybe maybe you get out of that panic by mode that can give you a real case of the Everton's if you're not careful, you know, where you're just doing things to look like you're doing the right thing. You're signing uh, Ronaldo and Cavani and <laughs> yeah. instead of like yeah. getting the player that's going to bring you success for a while because and, and you know what maybe maybe part of those signings was just the Glazers were already thinking about not the long term. Yeah. Maybe they're yeah, already thinking really about how is this going to boost our juice for the next year or two and they probably thought Ronaldo was still going to be part of this year's club like i'm wondering if they've been thinking about the sale for years and this was the time frame so they had short-term cheap higher level names that would boost uh stock prices versus boost point totals i mean and the thing that kills me about this it's very similar to the american football team that i follow is that they're going to make out like bandits with it because they're going to sell this team for billions and billions now whereas like even not that long ago, like Newcastle United was sold for less than 500 million, like recently, you know, and obviously they were in they kind were of dropping. A, yeah, right. They were in like a bit of a state and they're not the same as Manchester United. There's two things are not the same, but like it's not like even even recently, like the Spotify founder who is apparently a gooner offered the Cronkies two billion to buy Arsenal, which the Cronkies had just bought out from the other shareholders at a valuation of 1 billion. So it's like you could double your money almost overnight. And the Cronkies said no. And it looks like a smarter and smarter move all the time because there's all these clubs that are being sold now. I don't know if it's an economic thing, if this comes down to some like weird banking rule, but there's definitely like a load of dudes who are like succession character ripoffs who are sitting around in rooms with PowerPoints buying and selling teams in the last few years in all sports really. 
And it seems like the value of clubs has more or less tripled in the last two years, which makes no sense because actually those teams are going in the red in that time. It's, it's a wild, it's a wild, wild market. But the idea that like one of the, if you're, if you have one of the top 20 teams across any sport and you own that team now, that's a six to $10 billion asset. It was a $1 billion asset not that long ago. It's kind it's, of a wild thing. The thing is, even if they sell it for six billion now, it's not worth six billion. If like, yeah, I don't know how someone buys that and ever gets their money back. Really, like, like I don't. They're gonna have to spend it, so much it's fucking the, money. It's such a tech stock thing where it's like, well, yeah, the the way you get your money back is then you sell it to someone else for a crazy valuation later. As long, you know what I mean. As long as there's someone else that will. It's like, have you ever seen that? Like weird... a super Qatar. <laughs> Yeah, like when the aliens come, uh, <laughs> then they can like buy out from Qatar. But Mars like, Chester United is gonna we're gonna relocate. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be a, a planet of red. <laughs> this is something that I think about weirdly all the time. But there was a sci-fi book that I read where it was like they just as an aside, they were like, yeah, you know, people on Mars and Earth they always debate whether whether soccer is better in full gravity or not. And like I do always think about how cool would it be to see soccer played on like the moon, you know, where the like where everybody's jumping six feet in the air and the ball is like like but can you if you kick like you already can send a ball into the heavens with gravity. So if you turn gravity off, you're gonna lose a lot of soccer balls forever. But I don't think that like the moon and other planet don't have gravity. They just don't have the same gravity as earth. Like if I, you're not, you're not going to be able to just kick the ball into space. I think I would be able to kick the ball into space. Jeff, that's how good I am. Yeah. Well, you can do that on earth. You're very good, (laughs) but like, like I'm like a soccer anime, Jeff. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you, do you want to, so by the way, rumor has it, uh, we are talking to Mason Mount, we yeah. have had that looks convers- like it's gonna go through, right? It looks I don't know because che- Chelsea's point. Chelsea's insisting that this player that they don't want to play anymore, and they desperately need money to meet financial fair play regulations. They're saying he's an eighty million dollar player. Wow. I'd rather just buy Moises Caicedo if that's the kind of money. That, I was making or, a wanking gesture. That was or a you pay womp, womp, or you pay a little bit more and you go for Declan Rice. Like I don't know that Mason Mount is a round peg for a round hole for that kind of money. Even yeah, at fifty wild. million, even at fifty million, I kind of gotta trust Ten Hag because I don't see, I don't I mean, see how he even really replaces Ericsson. Ericsson's a square peg in a round hole. Hmm. Wait, is Ericsson off? No, he's just thirty-one and just like okay. can't yeah, yeah. he can't play ninety he minutes and be good. Right. And he was not. He was been really bad since he's come back from his injury. Honestly, he's been bad most of the games he's played. Hmm. Um. So there's that. The rumor is we might sign the young Danish striker who's at Atalanta, whose name is almost Holland. It's like Hjold Hjold or something. So we have like a Kirkland brand Holland coming <laughs> soon. Another Scandinavian tall guy who can score, but he's only scored nine goals in Serie A this year as a twenty-year-old. So it's not like he crushed yeah, it's not it quite the same. But, but you you would imagine him each year to, sure. to do better and better if he stayed there. So I don't know. You got to hope his his year two form is like better than the Vout Veghurst nothing mm. that's played striker for us this year, right? Um, but you'd hope that we get someone else. It sounds like Spurs don't want to sell Kane, or that's the public position. 
Yeah. They don't want to sell them to us. Um, and that's it. I don't know whatever the fuck's going to happen. It sounds like Kinmin J has a release clause that's only good for like a week in July. So he'll get sold in a month to wherever he's going, probably. Hmm. Um, and that's it. Like there, I, We haven't bought anybody yet. There's been some more bubbling than I thought there'd be with all this sale stuff. But hopefully we can also get rid of some jabronis. And so, and get 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 rid of McGuire, get rid of one of McTominay or Fred. Yeah, I would say get rid of Sancho. Honestly, get something for him uh, before yeah. he has another bad. If he has another bad year, you're not selling him; you're loaning him. If you were Germany. Arsenal and you liked Arsenal and you wanted Arsenal to win, would you take him there? Because Arsenal, that's like one of the positions we're looking for is like another winger. He's slow and he and he's afraid. He's like kind of a sheepish player. So like Weird. I would send him back to Germany. I mean, of course it's his choice where he gets to play. He has a contract. But like right. he had success in Germany. He was able to get comfortable there. He's not been great except for like five games that he's been at United in three years. Hmm. Three years? Or or two years. Man, has it been three years already? I was gonna guess two, but it might you might be right. Eh. All right, let's finish this podcast up. We're at an hour, Boom. hour five. All right, so real quick, I just thought it'd be interesting because the, the season has ended. Uh, yeah. there's, a, there's a Champions League final a few days that City will undoubtedly win against Inter Milan, uh, Forza Inter. <laughs> um, but what? how do we, you and I, like stay sane in the months between meaningful football matches? For our club, like, what are you? What are you doing, Jeff? Do you like take a two-month mental break from Arsenal? Are you reading more Arsenal stuff than ever? Is the transfer market say, like much more in the latter category? And like, weirdly, there's a part of me that enjoys transfer season more than the actual season. Not that like, and we're not even like some big transfer re-team, like, right? But there's every time. I don't want to think about real life and I want to think, and I just want to like procrastinate and look, there'll be a new article written that has new information in it, or at least like new factoids, if not facts, you know, like fake facts um, about who we might buy or who we might sell. And so in the times that aren't games, which is only two to four hours a week in the best of times, um, the transfer season is like much more entertaining and like a much better way for me to not work. Whereas I don't know, like during the season, there are some times where it's like, I'm like refreshing, you know, Reddit slash R slash gunners and not much is happening, you know? So I kind of, uh, yeah, if anything, I'm probably like more, I'm thinking more about Arsenal over the summer than I am even during some moments of the season, which is strange. Are you different that way? But it's it's because you're getting your you're getting your hit from the game though that carries you a, a little way. That's a bit, right? like, yeah. Monday, it's like the Tuesday, difference between sips of wine or like a giant dose of heroin. <laughs> yeah, or or it's or heroin. It's like right. Heroin. <laughs> I, I I get a little depressed at the end of the season because it's funny. Like for so long, watching United has been one of the more depressing things in my life, but. Mm-hmm. It's it's this weird sick pleasure pain mixture where like you could be in a toxic relationship but you're also happy to be around the person even though they might treat right. you like crap that day. 
uh, like United has been that way, and, and lately they've been treating me a little better. And now I'm like, oh, now I, I don't want that <laughs> to go away now. Yeah. yeah, it's like this is I I need that more than ever now. So like I'm I, I I'll be someone who's watching like pretty much every friendly, uh, oh, especially because wow. they'll be on our time zones because I mean, uh, United will be in the United States. I yeah, that's funny. Now that I could weirdly take or I could take or leave some of the friendlies. Like I'll, I'll like check out you know what happened. Anybody play well? Any any young players come up? Um, but yeah, I don't necessarily watch all of those, but I do read every single transfer article. <laughs> Have you ever watched any Arsenal youth matches? Not in their entirety. I've followed them like relatively closely, especially like I'll get like a certain. I don't know. There'll be like certain players that really catch my attention. You know, like we had when, when Gideon Gideon Zelalem looked like he was just going to set the world on fire, and he, he was, was the like, last Balogun. American, <laughs> and like man, I mean, there was the one summer we did. This was a these were some friendlies I did watch, but they were touring Vietnam, and obviously, like when you're touring Vietnam, I mean, I think one of the teams who we played was like like the Vietnamese national team or something like that, but like. He's just, he was like a 17 year old and he was just like lighting people up and like his passes look so good. I don't know. I, uh, he, I thought he was the one, but he wasn't. Um, but yeah, no, I get, I get super into the off season. Like weirdly there are like moments that I'll check out more during the regular season. Honestly, I'll take two months of transfer season off season nonsense over the, like the two weeks of, um, international break during the season kill me worse like right. that that's so boring because you don't want to watch boring. most national team games worse. when it's, it's when it's not a world cup or the euros it yeah. doesn't feel like it matters no no because it, it doesn't matter actually you're right <laughs> <laughs> Usually right, it doesn't. i gotta run but we still gotta get through our 2023 2024 epl predictions uh Boom. this is another another that new is next year yeah, this is what's happening next year, so we can't be called out on anything for at least 12 months, which is yeah. great. Um, all right, Jeff. So how about this? I will read the, the, the question. You give your answer, your rationale, and I'll yeah. quickly summarize mine. Uh, let's start with who's winning the league next year? As if there's any shock to... <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be City. I mean, even though I really... I hope that the trajectory that Arsenal on continues where we will be better next year but i also just think city will also be better and you know what so will liverpool and so will chelsea and so will spurs and maybe even united who knows <laughs> but you think spurs is more likely to invest than us i think that spurs is more likely to improve than you like if i if i had to bet like i think spurs will be better than eighth place next year if I had to bet, will United be better than third place next but year? I don't know if I'm taking look that at, bet. Look at what Ten Hag was able to cobble together with assorted wagon bits. Like, we had yeah. players starting for but our But some of those wagon bits are worse next year, like Erickson and Casemiro and, you know what I mean? Gotta, gotta, but it, but if, if Erickson can get pushed to the bench and be a late-game, tidy-it-up kind of player, great. Sure. If, if, if you can... Uh, demote one of our really good starting center backs with another great starting center back holy shit then we've got a good starting center back on the bench and no harry Maguire. uh if you can uh get one midfielder that is upgraded that that replaces a fred or a bruno then you're saying a fred or bruno or fred fred or mctominay that's an impact player coming on instead of just a will they not shit the bed 
player. Right. If we have a striker, there will be more goals. Most of our goals came from our left winger. So, like, I, yeah. I feel like there are easy ways that Ten Hag could improve on us. But you're right and that we don't know about all those other clubs. They could all do crazy shit, and we have no idea. True. What if Chelsea gets their act together? Like, isn't that terrifying? I think that's really terrifying and maybe probable with, like, put. I think Pochettino is a great coach. And so he's got two we'll get, teams we'll get players worth of in. players. He's going to get some of them out of the door, which they needed to do. I think there's probably going to be more. some players who are interested in the project. And then I also, like, if he kind of gets things in place, he could have the sort of city dream where it's like, oh, we have 25 guys that are, like, Premier League quality players in this, and some of them are world class. Right, I and, think, and they're going to rotate they're, they're out some of those. They're going to rotate out some of those uh, guys that are getting a little older too. Like, and they're going to yeah, have yeah, just yeah. a really scary young team all of a sudden. I agree with you though, City. Annoying. City will win the league next year, but uh, like you can always hope. What I, what I had there's a caveat for like they've won it three times in a row. They're probably going to win a treble. Is there any chance any of those players have like a letting like undoing your belt season? Where they're like, uh, you yeah. know, I don't I, like. Are they going to have the fire when they've just won everything to just win everything again? Maybe, but maybe that's the one explanation for why they could have sort of a stinker. Yeah. Uh, Very true. But or maybe Liverpool would be good again. Yeah, let's think about that dream world. All right, Jeff. <laughs> who next year do you think is getting relegated? I'm shocked that Bournemouth wasn't relegated this season. If you look at their goal difference, they're like not good um so i think it'll be them i think forest was also not a great team and they were lucky to be where they are and then after that like i actually i don't know maybe it's just the teams that are on the way up it's hard to like bet against because they've looked good especially like i've been watching more and more of them on tv because here i am in england but like i don't know i think my bet and this is strictly out of my attention span but i think wolves because they were so boring that I didn't notice them this year. And so I don't think that bodes well for them. I think Wolves are going down next year. I What's so funny, I don't know how Wolves stay up because I can't think of someone on their team that has ever scored a goal before. <laughs> like They've got like a... <laughs> Like the dead corpse of Diego Costa. I was gonna they've say, got, don't they have Diego freaking Costa, and they still they, can't even be interesting? They've got like Anakin Skywalker, Raúl Jiménez. They've <laughs> they've got like uh, uh, Traore, who like has literally every tool to be the greatest player of all time, and yet he might struggle in your Sunday team league. <laughs> like they're so confusing. I I I think that that's a good that that's a good list. My list is has two different clubs than you. I, I agree with you on Forrest, mostly because I think Forrest is about to re- replace Kaylor Navas with Dean Henderson all season. I think that that could mm. be kind of the difference for them. Mm. Uh, Forrest did have a turnaround and did improve. Or Sorry, no, it was Bournemouth. Well, actually, yeah, t- Forrest and Bournemouth started off really weakly, and both of them improved this yeah. year. I just I don't think that Forrest will repeat that. Yeah. Um, also, all right, so I also think Luton will go back down because it's a great story. They've been promoted a lot of times yeah. in, like, almost the minimum number of years. Like, it's it's been impressive, but from what I've heard, and I've not watched Luton at all, is that their football is death. Yeah. Like, it's, it's like, I think that they will get shit right back down. 
in, in but like I I'm saying that with minimal knowledge. It's just my guess. Like a newly promoted side has to show you something or or has to, has to have something about them if they're going to stay up. This year was kind of a surprise, right? Like a lot of the the old sure. standards uh had fallen on hard times. And then lastly, I think uh Sheffield United as well. So Luton Oh yeah. Nottingham Forest, Sheffield United. I think Burnley will be the one promoted club that stays up and I th- bothers me because of the company thing where i think that he could be like the replacement for pep and what if he's a good manager fuck uh yeah. <laughs> all right so all right we're gonna keep going golden boot winner i think we both have the same answer probably halan i think the 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 only thing that could stop halan is halan's body you know what i mean like yeah. if he somehow has an injury i think that's the thing that would stop him but there isn't another player that i see overtaking him agreed i think if he gets injured Harry Kane would do it, regardless of whether he's at Spurs or United or... I mean, I guess if he's in Madrid, he won't. Uh, our Golden Glove winner. Such a weird, stupid award. You give it to one player based on the performance of the team. Right. I mean, clean sheets. I was trying to think, who do I think is stingy? And I think it's Newcastle. So I was thinking... You think Pope. they'll stay that way? I think, I don't know, I'm, I'm sure that they will evolve a bit this year. But there's no other team that I look at that are really, really stingy, like Golden Glove, or, uh, yeah, Golden Glove well, level. Well, De Gea stingy. won it this year, so that validates your point, yeah. and that nobody really wants to bring him back. And But our, our defense, other than, like, the couple of shellackings, was great. Like, if you looked at the the, right. the performances of the season as a whole... Like Lindelof, or not Lindelof, sorry. Well, Lindelof, but like uh, Varane and Martinez in the middle, yeah. Luke Shaw on the left, and then once Aaron Wabasaka like reemerged, like that was a, a great yeah. defense. We got De Gea a lot of those clean sheets because you saw some of the matches where he just might as well punted it into his own net. So I, I agree with you. I'm. It's going to make me sick to say this, but Allison is my choice because mm. I think Liverpool will heavily invest in midfield, which is what their main weakness was this year. And I think yeah. by investing in midfield, you're taking the pressure off of uh, what's his face, Van Dyke, and whoever uh, is it, Kanate, or whoever plays alongside Van Dyke. Um, what club surpasses expectations? This is basically a lifetime achievement award for me, but I I think Brighton were very unlucky to finish where they did this year. I think that they easily could have been a Champions League club based on the way that they played. Um, And I think they just had like a lot of those, I don't know, you ever see that movie Match Point, the Woody Allen movie, where like so many things come down to like whether the ball hits the net and goes on that side or hits the net and falls on this side. And I think they had a lot of little things that just didn't go their way. They had a lot of VAR things that didn't go their way. They had a lot of, goals that weren't goals or you know goals that were goals that maybe couldn't have been i think that they're a very good team i think based on like the underlying numbers they were the third best team in the premier league this year so, so i don't you know think that they will surpass current expectations so you think next year they? i guess they, i guess that is league. a that is a key part of this question is what are the expectations on them and i do think people have like adjusted their expectations for them quite a bit they're they're but a top of they're a top half of the table club now is probably the expectations yeah, I think that I think if they play like they did again this year, they'll be in the Champions League. Next but year. aren't they about to get picked clean? Like, you think that they can reload in 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 one summer? I don't know. There's a they're little about to lose their whole like, midfield. I mean, but they're also going to they're you know they're going to get picked clean. But then meanwhile, they're going to be able to 
I don't know. I think I think they're going to be able to reinvest a lot of that money. And I think that I mean, if there's anyone else that you want to hand two hundred million in the transfer yeah, market to, which is like, who else would you want it besides their team? That's fair, but we would have said the same thing about Lester. Lester, yeah, yeah. My earlier point. Um, okay, that's fair. I don't think that's a bad answer. Uh, call me crazy. I think Everton because their expectations are that they will be one point <laughs> better than relegation. So. I, I almost think... had them in my relegation thing. There's a there's a pretty good argument for it. They've been surviving by the skin of their scrote for a while now. But Dyche was a mid season uh, appointment, so I think with a summer yeah. to clear away some deadwood, if he can raise any money from sales, I think that they could. I don't think Everton's finishing on the top half of the table, but I think they could finish like twelfth. Like I think that they could they could be comfortably not relegated next year, which would be surpassing expectations right like sure. one step above relegation battle is not relegation battle yeah um what club will fall short of expectations all right let's hear your bitter answer here <laughs> i don't even say this with any hint of bitterness but i just think i think that united overperformed what they were capable of this season and i think that united also has gotten a year older in some key positions and i think I, I I could see like I don't know I think that there's like a, a narrative of like United are back and maybe they will be and maybe maybe they will have the off season that Ten Hag needs and they will strengthen key positions and guys will get healthy and back to 100. It, it you know if you told me that United were a Champions League team again next year if you told me that they won some trophies again next year that would not surprise me crazily but I kind of think that 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 they will slip next year if they don't invest. You're, I agree with you. If they don't invest, we will be Europa League or worst team next year. Yeah. If they do invest, though, I think that this coach is the coach for us, man. I, I, I think he's here he's a great to stay. Coach. He's here to stay unless something pisses him off, and then he wants to go to Madrid or Barcelona or wherever the fuck he wants to go. Like, the world is kind of his, uh, his oyster at this point. His oyster, mm-hmm. <laughs> oyster. His oyster. <laughs> so, Jeff, my answer is your club, Arsenal, but. Because I think that your expectations have been raised so Come high on, now. Please. Yeah. You're like, if your expectations were the same now as they were at the beginning of last season, I wouldn't have picked you for this. Sure. Uh, but now your expectations are that you are the 1B like, to City's we'll 1A. Yeah. yeah. And I think that that's a tough expectation to have year in, year out because it happened one time. Yeah. And, and I, I think it I could think, be. I think it could very well be harder to win the league next year. I think if, City could win it with over a hundred points next year. Where what if you basically get, what just if, be perfect? What if you get punched in the mouth by Chelsea, Liverpool, Spurs, or any combination of those clubs next year instead of sort of or, sneaking past them? Yeah, that or or injury. The I think you know, like you minus a Matt Turner. Ball. If Matt Turner is the. <laughs> The keeper all year? Does that change the way you play enough to lose points? For sure. Do I have a flock of seagulls haircut because of these headphones? A little bit. A little bit. You do. So, all right. We got we to gotta finish this. I have a meeting. Um, nice. All right. So what's a random, totally weird thing that happens during the season next year? This is, this is a question I stolen from the football rambles. We yeah. don't have any original ideas. Not a single one. Um, I think that City is uh, retroactively docked 100 points for this season, giving everyone in North London a little bit of a weird feeling of like, wait, are we, do, should we get an open top bus? Or I don't know. Well, how we, how yeah. is that possible? Because then you would have had a, a club above them get relegated. 
three clubs above them get relegated. Yeah. Well, you're making a good point why it won't happen. <laughs> what if they have to vacate some titles? Do they do that? <laughs> okay, that but that that could happen, right? Because that doesn't have demotion uh, relegation. If you if you vacate a title, does the second place team automatically get it? I think so, but there has to be some form of asterisk, no matter what. I mean, I guess the biggest one would just be the emotional one of like, oh, we didn't get to feel like we won the title. <laughs> or they got to feel it for a bit. Um, and they just yeah. don't get the they don't get to keep the memory. Well no, right. I mean for, for the second place team that ascends, it's like, oh well, neat. We quote unquote won the title two years ago. It's like when Liverpool won because of COVID. Um <laughs> all right. So my answer is if I can include clubs outside of the Premier League, I think at no. some point in the next okay, year a, cl- a club will sign an animal as a player. Even if it's just for like one of those one day like honorary we like this this poodle is an honorary uh Swansea player. Yeah. I love that you went to Wales as like a crazy exotic <laughs> place for this to happen. They um, named their they named their whole is, country after an weird. animal. <laughs> True. Uh, there is weird stuff that happens in other leagues. Like, have you seen the thing for a white card? Have you seen this? I think it's like the Tibetan Jeff, Premier League. It's, or something it's crazy. checking my privilege. It's my privilege card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I play the white card all the time, my friend. <laughs> um, no, I. It's a card that the referee can give you for good sportsmanship. I want to say it's not Tibet. What's the other country that? How have like, I never? Have Tibet, I? How Kathmandu. have I never gotten that? Jeff, I deserve. You I deserve that dying. because but I'm so. I'm card. nice to the other team. Like I just want to have a good time. I try to make jokes for everyone <laughs> on the pitch. Oh. I'm. The, oh. I'm. Um, I play. My role is I'm the CF. I'm the center funny on the team, and I'm like really. Oh. No one's making better jokes than me. Joke. Thank you. I mean, I just. <laughs> Off the cuff. Um, all right. I got to run, buddy. But this Off has been the, yeah. uh, a great uh, post-mortem for this season. And it's finally dead. I know. It's I'm glad, I'm glad we're past. Yeah, we're, we're past the more. We're past the mortem. Uh, and I will talk to you later, bud. Forza Inter. Forza Inter. Meet the soccer